Welcome back. This is the Historical Man bringing you another podcast for your ears today. In this podcast, we'll be we'll be discussing the Civil War with the book The Guns of the South. Before we can discuss this book, it is best if we start discussing the things that led up to the Civil War. About a hundred years after the Founding Fathers declared independence from Great Britain, people started began asking questions about the nation like, what do we stand for, and what morals should we abide by? The question that plagued people the most was on the issue of slavery. Slavery is the institution by which people by which people treat a group of different people like objects and force them to do manual labor until they die. This slavery, the sli- this slavery was most com- was most was most commonly found in the South, where cotton was a cash crop and needed hours of hard labor to cultivate. The South's economic artery was the institution of slavery, or, by other terms, cotton. By North, by contrast had its fair share of problems like factor that had that had factories and the factoring working conditions were so poor but since it had massive factories people all people could work not just slaves and people had wages and later on they started getting rights and they started not being able to be treated like a slave. The first time this came up was when Missouri became a state. This threatened to make the balance between the anti-slave people in Congress, called the Northerners, and the pro-slave people in Congress, called the Southerners. This argument that they had ended with Missouri becoming a slave state, and then introducing something called the Missouri Compromise. This compromise was where states that were north of the 23rd parallel would be considered free states, and the states south of this 23rd parallel would be considered slave states. This calmed things a bit, but kicked the can down the road until we gained a huge amount of land from the Mexican War. California joined the Union, but since the states were equal at this point, this would throw off the balance of power, kind of like Missouri did. This debate around California ended ended up with California becoming a free state and the fugitive slave law coming into effect, which meant that any slaves that left the plantation would be caught in the north and be freely taken back to the south, with them not being able to resist and with north being able to do nothing but watch them be helplessly dragged back to the south. Then everything came to a head with bleeding Kansas, which officially made the north three states bigger than the south. Once this happened, they felt that slavery was going to be affected, 
And since slavery was their economic artery, they felt like they had no choice but to secede from the Union. This is what this is what kicked off the Civil War. But you think that the amount of land the Union controls, which is about three states larger than what the South controls, the number of factories that they have, which is a large amount, that they have the people, they have the factories, they have everything that they need to win this war. But they didn't have one crucial thing. They didn't have any generals. The South didn't have anything that didn't have a lot of stuff that was needed for wartime, like the factories that could create a large amount of guns. They didn't have as many people, but the one thing that they did have was a lot of people with war experience, like General Lee, of all people. They use this their generals, and then they still had a lot of people. People, but they didn't have as much as the North, but they used their people and their, and their military experience to keep the North at bay for a long time. They tried to go on the offense once, but it didn't end up going that well for them, so they had to retreat. But later in the war, when they didn't have a lot of supplies and they needed to change something, to get back into this war, they tried to invade the North again. But the North, the North found out about this and they were able to meet them at Gettysburg. Even though the Union, even though the South fought for as long as they can, they couldn't end up defeating the North. So they had to retreat. And then after this, the South was so badly beaten that they couldn't muster up any more manpower. And after this, uh, I think Grant, Ulysses S. Grant, became the lead general for the, South, for the North, and they were eventually defeated. This takes us to the book and what the book is all about. This starts with General Lee meeting a man named Andres Rudy. They just got back from their defeat at Gettysburg, which I mentioned in the brief description of the Civil War and they are severely worn out. But Andreas Rudy comes in with something that he thinks can turn the war around. A little thing he calls the AK-47. He shows off this gun to them, and he says it has 30 times the firepower that these guns do, and it's more accurate than any gun they have, 
one of hit one of General Lee's officers, quote, 30 aim shots, 32 seconds, most impressive. This is on page seven of the book. Uh, he says, which is Rudy says, that General Lee can, that he can supply Lee with enough to support his whole army. With his new sense of vigor, they storm into the capital and win the war. Because they have now the superior firepower and the superior men, because the Union only has men with rifles. But this is only the first part of the book. Generally celebrates with his men, and suddenly he gets medication from Rudy, and says that it'll keep him alive. Generally doesn't know what this is, but after a while, he becomes president of the Confederacy. But he realizes that the guns, that the people that sold him the guns aren't trustworthy. They are big into slavery and hold a lot of slave auctions. And he doesn't really know where these guns even came from or how they knew about them. So he, in search of answers, in search of answers, calls on one of his generals to test it out, to test out different ammunition on it. This is a quote from page 361. One. Um, as a matter of fact, loaded with ordinary gunpowder, the rifle kicks like a mule. And General Lee says, a minor defect. You have done marvelously well. Well, this is the first in many realizations that these guys aren't trustworthy. But in the end, the twist of the book is that these guys are from the future. That, that these guys are from the future. The book ends with General Lee being the president, trying to end slavery, and just being really confused on what these guys' end goal was. Well, I think it's a really good book, and, and I've read a little bit, and I kind of get what inspired this. In an article that I recently read, they said that he was inspired from a journal by jo Josiah. I've never found the journal, but I found something else. I found the propaganda symbol that the article mentioned. The In the symbol, it depicts an AK-47 in the 1800s. That could be why this is like an AK-47 and they didn't bring, like, tanks into the book well thank you for listening to my podcast it's been nice having y'all have a great day